to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey everybody, your host Brian Scott here for another edition of the Injured List Podcast. Thanks once again for joining us tonight. Join us as we are a special guest on my good friend Abe Delgado, the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk live on Facebook. I'll be giving some weekly injury updates as well as talking about some of the most current injuries in the world of professional sports, so stick with us. My segment is coming up next with Abe. Don't go anywhere. Now a word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. Devil's Advocate is a weekly sports talk show for the casual and diehard sports fan to be heard. My good friend, host Abe Delgado, wants to provide a show that is all about the fans. You can come on live or call to give your opinions on anything sports. I'm a regular guest on the show to talk about all things related to sports injuries. So we hope you'll join us and participate every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. Devil's Advocate Sports Talk is live every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Please tune in, watch, share the show. Make sure you hit that share button. If you're watching the show, download the Be Live app anywhere you want. Come on the show. I'm loving the comments that are coming in right now. Shout out to everybody out there watching the show. Please, if you're watching, hit the share button. Uh, I'm going to do the same right now as we're watching the show. So first thing is, this is a show about the fans, so enough about me. I'm going to bring in our first guest, and I'm going to go right to Mr. Brian Scott. This guy has his own sports podcast that he uh, is a host of, Brian Scott of The Injured List. What's going on, Brian? 
How was your week, buddy? Hey, nice to see you. Things are going well. All right, buddy. Well, good to see you too, man. Where do you want to start? The floors. Tell me where you want to go. Um, I'll give you guys some injury updates heading into Super Bowl here. Um, and this is actually quite impressive when I took a look at this. You know, they lost their starting left tackle, Eric Fisher. He is yes. out with an Achilles injury. And Big loss. Out for the, the Super Bowl, obviously, yes, right? Yes, yes, he'll be out for the Super Bowl. He'll require surgery to fix that. Now, here's what's more amazing about that is that the Kansas City Chiefs have only are only going to be starting three starting linemen in their normal positions for the Super Bowl. And they already had lost, before the season even started, a starter and one of their backups who opted out because of COVID. So the fact that they've actually even gotten this far and done as well with their pass protection as they have throughout the whole year has been a pretty amazing feat in and of itself. Yeah, and I tell you something, Brian, now that you, I tell you something, Brian, now that you mentioned that, um, pass, the pass rush was a non-issue. Yeah, they've been, and they've been I think great. it was more. I think it was more Mahomes, right? You saw one, a couple of plays. He just pump faked the guy. It was three guys, three times that they nobody blocked the defender. They're right in front of his face. They couldn't make the sack. Yeah. So I think Rogers may. I think uh, Mahomes rather makes up for a lot of those mistakes and a lot of those injuries on the front line. Yeah, I will have to see how uh, how he can carry that over for the last game here, uh, championship. So now, um, you know, as we get into the Super Bowl injuries tend to take a back seat it's this is it man do or die it's the last game of the season championship is on the line um levy on bell is slated to play sammy watkins is slated to play those are two more weapons for them offensively so that'll make it more challenging for the bucks um speaking of the bucks, Watkins didn't even play the last game right correct uh speaking of the bucks uh antonio brown is expected to play he had a, a knee injury that uh he basically had to leave the game um in the championship game there um, but he'll he's expected to play, as is two of their starting defensemen, Antonio Winfield Jr. and John Whitehead. He is more questionable. He's day-to-day. He had a shoulder injury, had to be removed from the game, and uh, he's awaiting results of an MRI. What was the deal with Winfield Jr., man? Because I was shocked he didn't play the last game. He is a big piece of their defense. And um, why, why did he not play? You know why? Um, I, I don't know what the actual reason was, but if... I'm glad you brought that up because if you go back to some of my season one um, episodes, I actually did a pre-draft analysis and Antoine Winfield Jr. was one of the guys I actually did an analysis on. Reason being, when he was drafted, there were some questions concerning some of his injuries in the past and his durability. And uh, he, he, if healthy, the dude is a steal. He's the son of a former cornerback who played many years in the NFL. And he's, he's actually done very well for them. And he's a stud back there. Why he didn't play, I don't know. I'd have to go into that and look. But but he's expected to play Super Bowl Sunday, so it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, looking forward to, to that. He's he's a big part of their defense. So awesome. Well, yeah, that's a big key to their defense. So that's a big one. So um, any other injury updates that we should know about? Uh, just for your NHL fans, I know you don't follow the NHL too closely, but um, there's been a big COVID mess going on in the NHL right now. Uh, even before the season started, Dallas uh, Dallas Stars had some issues, and then shortly into the season, the uh, Washington Capitals had some major issues with guys conglomerating in a hotel room and getting positive tests, and then having to sit out. Um, apparently, the Carolina Hurricanes are now facing a similar situation where they've got a few players that are tested positive right now. The Vegas Golden Knights have a coaching staff that is actually isolating because of COVID results. 
and they've got uh, their backup coaches on the bench coaching right now. So uh, it's been a pretty messy situation with the NHL. Um, it's probably going to be like that going forward for the whole season. Hopefully they'll get through it. Um, as far as uh, injuries go uh, for the Ranger fans, I know you got a lot of New York Ranger fans out there listening. Uh, Rangers took a big loss. Uh, Philip Heedle's out four to six weeks, apparently has a quote-unquote upper body injury. My my thought is it's either a fractured wrist or hand. Uh, he got injured. Upper in body. That's vague. Yeah, they, they didn't really go into specifics, but it's vague. But when, you, when you're out four to six weeks, it's usually something fractured or broken. So um, unfortunate for them. He's a, one of their young studs and was playing really well. Um, but the NHL has been very exciting. If you haven't watched it, it's been it's a very much like a play playoff atmosphere. They're playing games against teams in almost like a back to back fashion. So uh, they'll play Pittsburgh two games in a row, uh, home and away kind of thing, or sometimes two home games, two away games. So it's almost kind of taken on a playoff format in a way, and it's been pretty exciting. If you haven't been watching, yeah, that's great. I haven't been watching, but I'm sure plenty of people out there are watching, and I'll be hearing a lot about the Rangers and Islanders this season so um we'd love to get some guys coming on talking some hockey and debating back and forth i've invited some people uh so i think that'll happen in the near future uh brian what else you got for us well so here's a here's a screwed up thing with the the covid stuff right so now every league has kind of taken their own um approach to how they're dealing with this and how they're testing with this so one of the problems with the nhl's uh policy is that they're doing tests but the turnaround time is about 24 hours. So let's say, you know, I tested you right now at 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday during our show here. Well, we're not going to get the results back until tomorrow at about 8.30 p.m. or so. But the game time starts are usually 7 o'clock or, or sometimes even earlier. And so as a result, some of these guys are actually testing positive but still being allowed to play until the final results are back. And then they're being pulled from, from competition and then being isolated. So I'm not sure so how is effect- it a rapid test, though. They can't they? Like, how quick can they know? I, I, not everybody has access to the rapid test. Apparently, the NHL, whatever they're using, is not the rapid test. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience and from working in healthcare, I've had the rapid test done on myself, and I've had results within 45 minutes, if not less. So there is a rapid test out there. It tends to be more expensive. I actually do believe that the rapid test results may be less accurate than the other ones that are available as well. There's been some variability in some of the results, but you know, I don't know. It, 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 there's so much information out there. There's so much up in the air still and unknown. But, but you know, it, that's their policy and that's what they're using. So live and die by it, I guess. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what the NBA and the NFL policies have been as far as what tests they're using. But those tests aren't accessible everywhere. And it's, it's only a few places that actually have them. And they usually will reserve them for special circumstances, um, not for every every person who comes complaining of COVID symptoms or who's been in contact with a person with COVID. So it, it really depends on how they have it outlined and who's doing the tests and where they're getting the tests done. But that's one problem that they've not- noticed with the NHL's policy is that the test results are not coming back for 24 hours. So there's a time where they could potentially be playing and cross-contaminating fellow players because they're not being isolated until they get the results back, which sometimes is after a game. So it's kind of silly, but that's their policy. Yeah. See how that well, lasts. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, we're talking to Brian Scott of North Carolina and of the uh, Injured List podcast. Check it out whenever you guys can. Wherever you get your podcast, you can check his out all about 
injuries, sports, and some other stuff, right? Some, some, uh, you had some guests on recently. Yeah, um, I've I've got guests from multiple um, specialties within medicine, within uh, sports, and uh, try to combine the two to make some interesting uh, shows and topics and interviews. I've also done some reviews of some documentaries and other sports broadcasts regarding sports injuries and stuff like that. Sometimes on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, I'll just post some um, retweet or post some links to some other stories that I come across involving uh, professional athletes and injuries and sports medicine stuff, topics that people might find interesting. And I'm always uh, looking for suggestions uh, for ideas, or if you have any questions, just uh, reach out to me, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to answer um, any questions that the fans may have or any uh, issues or topics they might want me to cover in the future. More than happy to um, take those ideas and well, A-Rod, who's going to be on the show in a little bit, he just wrote a question to both of us asking us which commercial we find most entertaining. First of all, I hate the Rogers commercial. I uh, love the Baker Mayfield commercials. I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I don't know why. I just find them funny. I like those commercials. That, to me, is my favorite. And then I guess I would ta- say the scoop there it is with tag team. That was a good one. Uh, that, that is a really good one. But mine's the Baker Mayfield. What do you think, Brian? Well, I do like the Baker Mayfields. I've seen probably more of those than any of the other ones. But I will admit that I am now a completely digital uh, and non-cable subscriber. So I go purely off of Apple TV and all of the pay-for live TV streaming services. So I can skip commercials. I can replay stuff 24 hours later. I don't watch a lot of commercials anymore, man. It's kind of sweet. So Hulu's got live sports. Hulu's got live sports, but I use YouTube TV. I use uh, the NHL uh, app. I use the NBA app, which you can watch games a few hours after without commercials, and you can fast forward through them. So I'm kind of a little spoiled, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. That's a lot. A lot. And I'll be honest with you, I was concerned about the sports aspect, dropping my cable, but it's look more and more that I might do the same. We'll see. I don't know. I like my local news, too, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what did you think of the games, AFC, NFC Championship, real quick? I know you watched the games. What did you think? What was your uh, summary of it? Well, you know, I don't like to get into game analysis and break down too much, but I will say that uh, I just don't understand the going for three uh, by Green Bay at the end there. Right? Um, this is it. This is for all the marbles. If you know? anybody knows how much time was left, yeah. I know. I don't know if it was under two minutes or just over two minutes, but yeah. I knew you're not getting the ball back. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you're that close with Aaron Rodgers. you got to trust that he's got to give you the best chance to put up numbers on the board. Uh, you got nothing to lose at that point. Just go for it, you know? Worst case scenario, you don't get the touchdown. At least you got them in really tough field field position, and maybe you can create a turnover or something. But kicking a field goal, then you just got to do a kickoff. I mean, I I don't really get that at that juncture of the game in that type of game. What'd you think of the Bills in Kansas City? Um, you know, I think the Bills played well. Uh, They got a little stifled. Maybe they were just a little in a little over their heads. Kansas City's such a good team; they got so many weapons. they really Nobody stifled. Nobody can catch Tariq Hill. Yeah, and they really stifled. Nobody can catch the guy. And Harmon, Harmon too, after that muff punt, that was a big play. Yeah, and, and they don't go up 9 nothing. They should have been up 10 nothing. They missed the extra point. And it's like nothing to the Chiefs. Like, literally nothing. Like, so. Yeah, and then the other thing I noticed, you know, they're, the Chiefs secondary did a hell of a job on Buffalo's receivers, man. That Diggs could not get open for the life of him. And, and they were playing they made man. Josh Allen's day a very difficult one. So I got to give props to the 
Kansas City D-backs. I mean, they did a One thing I got to say about Josh Allen that he's got to clean up. Dude, when this guy takes a sack, he doesn't just lose five yards. He's losing 15 yards, man. It's unbelievable. It's like he's running the wrong way. It's like, just go down. Just go down. Well, I think that— Throw it away. Do do not lose 15 yards. Now it's third and 23, and you don't have a shot for the first down. So that— that's pretty common with a lot of the young quarterbacks. And I think they're trying to just make up, make a play out of nothing. Sometimes they, they forget, you just know, go sometimes down, it's best just to get rid of the play ball. another down, right. throw it away, throw it out of receiver's feet. And that's, that's what guys like Brady is so good at doing. You don't see them take those sacks because they somehow, some way get rid of the ball and know how to get rid of the ball in the pocket and not cause an intentional grounding. So well, it's all about game uh, management. Uh, this is this is the stuff that you get better at as you go further into your career, and that's what makes Brady so amazing and puts him at the elite level. Is the guy can manage a game like no other, and part of that is knowing when to take a sack, knowing how to take a sack, knowing when to get rid of the ball, knowing when to give up on a play game. when it's dead. I mean, like those are really important intangible things that a lot of these young guys just haven't developed yet, and that I think that became evident with Josh Allen this past weekend against the Chiefs. And it's not his fault. It's just, he's, got you know, some growth. he's got some growing yeah. to do. The kid had an amazing season. AFC championship appearance. Two uh, back-to-back playoff appearances, and he's going to do nothing but learn, and they are so close. So Listen, uh, it just shows. You give that kid you give that kid another weapon or two, man, and look out. I mean, they're going to be absolutely. a potent offense for many years to come. Agreed, as as they and they have absolutely no running game. They need a running game. Yeah. It was funny seeing Yeldon back in the backfield. We haven't seen that guy in forever. He got the start, ran pretty well, and I think uh, he blocked really good too. So they need they need a they need a, a running back and um, a running game to help them out. Well, their running, their running game was supposed to be much better than it ended up being. I mean, even their oh. rookie that they had picked up in the draft, Zach Moss, yeah, didn't Moss. have as big a year as he was projected to have. Um, and their their starting uh, Singletary is it was it is he their starter? Well, they have Singletary, but the rookie's Moss. Yeah. Um, you know, he could grow and, and become something. I but, don't think yeah, they lived they up to their expectations this year with, at the running game, and I think that put a little bit extra added pressure on Josh Allen coming too much, into the playoffs. Too much passing, yeah. especially when you're up 9 nothing. That's when you get the ball and you should, you know, run. Take some time off the clock. Get some first downs. Get a methodical drive and try, try to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh, you're watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I am live with Brian Scott. He knows, like everybody should know out there, you can be live on the show or just type on the screen, comment, uh, ask us questions, spark some debates. Let us know what your favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time was. It doesn't matter. That's what we do here. Uh, we talk sports where the fans can be heard. Brian has his own podcast called The Injured List. Brian, I got one minute for you to rant. Tell me what's on your mind before you go. Um, I just find it funny, you know, leading up to the AFC championship game had, and I was on the show last week and I did a little segment on my own podcast about the whole concussion thing and, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And it was just kind of funny to watch it all play out later in the week. Uh, the chiefs never really ever stepped up and admitted that he had a concussion. It was kind of this whole like conspiracy theory thing going around with, within the, uh, press and, uh, amongst social media and, um, I just found it really funny. Well, let me tell you something. He played like nothing was bothering him. He had the turf toe. It wasn't an issue. He was running and escaping the pressure easily. Uh, his head looked fine. He wasn't afraid to run. So he looked good to me. Listen, I I, I said on my Twitter account, I made a tweet uh, later in the week that uh, I thought his turf toe was actually going to be more problematic for him than his head 
Apparently, all the reports coming out of the camp was that he was doing fine with his concussion protocol. Apparently, all those sissies out there that can't play with turf toe, take a look at Patrick Holmes because it didn't bother him one day. Well, I'm sure he had a very mild case because uh, most guys, uh, yeah. if they have a significant turf toe injury, would not be as mobile as he is. But, you know, hey, listen, he's young still. Probably a mild case of turf toe. Probably will not affect him at all in the Super Bowl. He'll have an extra week to rest. And, we'll um, and his head will have an extra week to rest. But listen, it goes to show you, you can have a concussion. You can have those type of injuries and look like that on the field and get up and all shaky and everything. But everybody recovers at a different level, and everybody has different degrees of concussions. So it's not unusual to see a guy bounce back that fast. It's just that he is lucky. He had, had no symptoms. It didn't carry over from day to day, and he was able to come back and play. And it just doesn't work like that for everybody. So you, you have to remember that these things have to be taken on a case-by-case basis. And just because one guy has concussions out for two weeks doesn't mean a guy can't have a concussion and be back the next week. It, it's a case-by-case thing. Absolutely. Well, Brian, that's all the time I have for you this week. Uh, we will be live next week. Uh, let anybody you know who wants some Super Bowl boxes, there's 12 left. And uh, always a pleasure having you on the show, Brian. And we will see you next week. All, all right. Everybody. My pleasure, too, man. Thanks for having me. Listening to the Injured List podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go to resource for all sport injury related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.